On this episode of This is Game Boy Light, put your sneakers on because it's time to go spying. Welcome back to a brand new episode of This is a Game Boy Light, the little in-between episodes where either me or Baltic take on a smaller game or a smaller topic, talk about it uh, in between our bigger episodes, which are, of course, always uh, game-related. Uh, Baltic took you through the world of wrestling last time, and I'll be uh, diving into spying today. Uh, but first, uh, let me talk a little bit about what I have been doing. Um, I've been trying to focus on uh, my Game Boy System Challenge, Portable Pleasure, coming up to that 400 game. Um, those are always like special games, because I started it out with game 100 being Pokemon, uh, Gen 1, then Gen 2, which was Technically a Game Boy Color game, but it was made uh, to work on an original Game Boy as well. Um, it was kind of a black card, but also not really a black card, so that was weird. Uh, and I'm keeping that tradition up, like 300 game was Pokemon Gen 3. And then uh, in a few weeks, hopefully days, but probably weeks, I'll be diving into Pokemon Gen 4 with uh, Pokemon Platinum. But yeah, I have been beating uh, quite a few Game Boy games to get there. Um, since our episode on Top Gun, where I said I uh, could not beat the game at all, I have been uh, able to actually get through it. Don't remember how many hours it took, like eight or nine, which is way too many hours to be playing that game. Uh, but yeah, I managed to do it anyways. Um, like I said then, I was doing the same thing over and over again, basically, and sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't work. Uh, but what I can add to that episode is that um, I think we talked about the system that where if you get shot down, you have to restart the entire stage. That is not really true. Um, you do get reinforcements sent in when you uh, when you die, actually. But um, there is a way to tell if um, you have to shoot down a lot more planes or not. Um, the way that works is if you see that you lose a life, actually lose a life when uh, you get taken down, uh, it means that they are adding new enemies to the set amount of uh, enemies you have to defeat. But if you don't lose a life, it means you have reached a kind of checkpoint, um, so you don't have to restart the entire stage again. Um, the way I figured that out was because I was uh, stuck on stage eight for such a long time. Um, I did a really good run, if you can call it that, before I got taken down. Um, Thinking that I would have to restart all over again, I think it's like 16 or 18 guys you have to uh, defeat before you move on to the next stage. And all of a sudden I shot down four planes and uh, I passed the stage. So that got me thinking, I checked it out a little bit in the uh, stage 9 and stage 10. And I figured out there is some kind of checkpoint, but it's just not really obvious there is one. So yeah, if, if you manage to take down a lot of planes in one run, at least you do not have to start all over again. 
they probably add like two more uh, each time they send in reinforcements. Um, besides that, I have played Micro Machines for Game Boy. Um, that's a game that has been haunting me since I was a kid and it was really never uh, able to beat it at all uh, because of the limited life system um, and I think it has 25 races in total or something like that and well I don't know how you people think about racing games but for me it's always go as fast as you can and, and stay in first place so that you actually have a chance to win. So that was uh, the take I had on it, that's how I was playing it. Uh, but Grand and Hero beat it uh, right before me and he said like just take your time, like don't even worry about being in first place the entire time, just uh, slow it down and, and try to make your turns as easy as possible and that worked because I beat it like first try so um, yeah completely baffled by that but uh, I am happy that that I finally was able to beat that game um, there's a second one I haven't touched that yet I hope it's similar um, apparently it's a little bit easier but you do have to like actually race in that one and not just uh, just take your time um, after that I had the <laughs> Uh, not pleasure of playing Castle Quest. Um, nobody will have ever heard about this game. Um, I'm not gonna say much about it. It's just a game that might look interesting on the surface, um, but it has an RNG system placed in it uh, where the computer basically always wins. Like, you have to be really, really lucky uh, to be able to do anything. Um, I would suggest just check out uh, maybe one part or, or if if you want to all parts of my playthrough on YouTube. Um, it's 16 hours of non-fun for me. Um, I don't think anybody had a lot of fun with that besides seeing me suffer. Um, but yeah, I do not recommend anybody uh, to play that game at all. It's just not a fun time. Um, after that, I also did uh, the final round of Qbert. Um, that one took me a while as well. Um, if you watch my video on that, um, <laughs> I celebrate really uh, outspoken. Let's let's just say it like that. I celebrate really outspoken. Uh, but I was really happy that I beat that game because I was stuck in that final world for so long. I was so happy to be. Uh, to be done with it, so <laughs> the emotions came came uh, shining right through. I wasn't even paying attention to it, uh, but it, it was it was a fun celebration at least. Um, after that, I beat uh, Tintin in Tibet. Uh, it's a very fun game. It's not that hard. Um, I think a lot of people give it a bad reputation, uh, but. That's totally not necessary. Um, it just, just takes a little bit of time to get used to the levels. But uh, besides that, it's, it's really not that bad of a game. And it has passwords every four or five stages, I believe. Um, I think it has 20 stages in total. Um, it's, it's really not that bad. So I, I would definitely suggest you check it out. Even only if you are maybe a Tintin fan or if you like uh, Alberto Gonzalez's game music because it has an amazing soundtrack. Um, I also play WWF Warzone, which is probably my least favorite of all the wrestling games so far that I've played. I think I have three left now. Um, but yeah, unless you know the cheese strat for this game, 
which I figured out um, with some hints here and there by Baltic. Um, it's it. I don't know. Like it feels unbeatable if you don't use that strategy. Maybe somebody can prove me wrong, but uh, I do feel like uh, the G strat is the only way to go for that game. Uh, speaking of fighting games, I also did best of the best championship karate. Um, weird game. Um, there. I didn't really use a cheese strat, but there is some kind of thing you have to figure out before you actually uh, start getting this game, which for me came at like the last three opponents out of 18. Um, I played through the entire game, like playing it wrong. Um, using the controls is a little bit weird. Uh, I was basically doing button combos which the game explains to you like you have to press up and a or up and b or left and a and left and b things like that to do different kind of kicks or punches um, but what you really have to do is hold down the a or b button and press the directional buttons uh, which makes it a lot easier because otherwise it feels like the game is just eating your inputs but that's just because you're doing the inputs wrong and that wasn't really clear uh, until the end and it still took a while to beat some of the opponents especially the last one is pretty hard to beat uh, but once you find a, a good strategy you can uh, get through it so it's not a bad game but it's also not a not a very fun game actually um, I also beat Quirk which is the prequel to Amazing Tater I think I talked about that one last time uh, I think that one took me a little less time uh, I think it has less stages than Amazing Tater or maybe I'm thinking Thinking wrong now. It's been a while since I've beaten that one. Uh, but yeah, fun puzzle game. Definitely check that out um, if, if you like that. Um, it's a great game. Uh, and the last one I beat uh, for Game Boy games, that is, is Olympic Summer Games, which is pff, anything like Track and Meat or, or an Alien Olympics or whatever game you can think of, which has like multiple disciplines in it. A uh, very easy one. Uh, it does not have like an ending where you get all the gold medals or anything. Uh, it's all it's always the same ending, but it's fun to try and get uh, gold medals in in a few of them. I couldn't do all of them, but I got a few gold medals at least. Um, controls are great. The animations of the characters are great. Um, Definitely check it out if you want like a 30 minute game to pass the time real quick. Uh, of course, it's a button mashing game like all of these. Um, so if you're not good at mashing, it might be a problem. I played on normal difficulty, maybe easy uh, is a lot easier. Uh, I can imagine that for sure because some of the things I just won pretty easily. Um, so on normal mode that is, so maybe easy makes it uh, even even more of a joke to get through the game. But yeah, that's all the Game Boy games I have been playing. I've been playing a lot of other games as well besides that, but I'm not gonna dive into those right now. Um, I think I'll keep that for our full episode uh, coming up in two weeks. I'll talk a little bit about um, some non-Game Boy related games back then. Uh, anyways, uh, we're gonna take a short break with some pretty pretty great music actually, like I was surprised with the music in this game. Um, but yeah, we're gonna be talking about a game that I didn't know for Game Boy, um, and I thought it would be the same as the other versions of this game, uh, which it's not, but I'll dive into that. But yeah, we'll be taking a closer look at what I think the title is, Spy vs. Spy Operation Booby Trap. Be right back. 
Alrighty, welcome back everybody. Hope you enjoyed that sweet track from this game. Um, like I said, I really like the music in this game. Um, it surprisingly fits the the quirkiness, the cartoonishness of uh, the characters and and uh, the gameplay. Um, it really feels like like an old 70s, 80s cartoon, like with some hijinks, like Pink Panther, things like that, you know. Um, so yeah, the, the music is, is really fun for this game. So anyways, let's talk a little bit about uh, Spy versus Spy. Um, a lot of people will recognize the name immediately. And if you see the two main characters, uh, black and white, you immediately know what it is, but uh, where did it actually come from? So, um, Spy vs. Spy was actually a wordless comic strip uh, created by um, uh, a person, a cartoonist, who uh, expedited... Is that what it's called? Expedited? Or expatriated? One of those two from uh, Cuba to America uh, during the 60s, during the Cold War. Um, and his name is Antonio Prohias, I think it's called, uh, it's pronounced. Um, but yeah, he made like a little comic strip with uh, two silly special agents, let's call it like that. Uh, one dressed in white, the other um, completely in black. But uh, besides those colors, they're literally the same person. Um, and most people recognize them because they have like beak-like hats, kind of like the plague doctors during the Middle Ages and uh, the hat that they're wearing. So they're really, really well-known characters. Uh, but yeah, the comic strip was featured in Mad Magazine, which is an American thing, like we didn't have that at all here. Uh, but the first uh, comic actually got released uh, in January 1961. Um, apparently uh, it's still ongoing actually, but now it's drawn by Peter Cooper. Um, I don't know if, if uh, Antonio Prohias died. Um, I might, because, like, yeah, it's been a long time, of course. Uh, but it has been drawn by a lot of people, of course. And uh, at the moment, it's Peter Cooper. Um, I'm not sure if Mad Magazine still exists. Like, again, it's a very American thing, so I'm not sure. Uh, but, yeah, if it is... And it's probably still being published therein. Uh, anyways, this comic strip was so popular, it spawned a lot of different media, like we got video games, we got an animation, um, and so on and so on. So, still a very popular thing even nowadays, and uh, when looking at the video games, most people will definitely recognize the original game, uh, which came out in 1984, which was just called Spy vs. Spy. Um, it was originally made for Commodore 64, uh, but it got ported to like literally uh, most systems out there, mostly uh, computer-based consoles, um, like Amstrad, Apple II, uh, Atari, things like that. Um, and also on NES there was a version, and I think that is the version most people will be familiar with, but it's literally the same as uh, as the Commodore 64 version, but it runs a little smoother. Um, in any case, this was one of the very first games, or was probably the first game, um, 
to use a system like this. It was a very original concept uh, where there are two players on screen. One is you, one is the computer. Um, you're just looking for a few items and then you can go to the exit, but um, you're trying to sabotage each other while doing it. Um, maybe not that much fun against the computer, but especially for a two-player game, this is really cool. Because what you can do is you can set traps everywhere uh, to well hinder each other so um, one person loses the files that he has collected so you can pick them up again and things like that and then it's it's very cool it's a very cool mechanic that uh, was not seen actually uh, before this game and it inspired a new kind of genre they call trap em up um, which spawned games like uh, Heianko Alien which is also on Game Boy uh, Load Runner which I'm gonna pretend it's not on Game Boy, Space Panic, and so on. Um, so yeah, there, there's a lot of these types of games nowadays, but I think Spy vs. Spy is still the one that did it best or is even doing it best. Um, that original game also got two sequels, uh, Spy vs. Spy 2 The Island Caper, where instead of in a house you were on an island, um, and Spy vs. Spy 3 Arctic Antics, which is set on like uh, the South Pole or the North Pole. What's the Arctic? Wait, Arctic is... I'm not going to say it because I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> One of the two. Um, but yeah, and that's where, uh, where this game comes in. Um, it's actually not a port of the original or any of those other two games. Um, it is similar, for sure. It uses kind of the same mechanics, but more simplified. Um, and it's kind of have based on the second and the third game, I would say. Because unlike the uh, Commodore games, um, this is, does not take place in only one location, it actually will take place in multiple locations. But anyways, this game got released um, in Japan um, under the name Trapper's Tengoku Spy vs. Spy, uh, which was on uh, February 5th, 1992. Um, it got released in September 1992 in the US, and it also got released in, uh, in Europe in 1992. Um, it did get a re-release in 1969. So the exact same game, it's not the Game Boy Color one, the exact same game got uh, released. Again, because uh, I don't know why, because it wasn't super popular or anything, but I guess it was popular enough to, uh, to do a re-release. Um, the developer of this game is First Star Software. Um, First Star Software um, is actually a video game development company based in New York. Um, well, was based in New York, they actually defunded it in 2018. Uh, but they are probably most well known for uh, the Spy versus Spy series. Um, a few other games you might uh, might recognize from their library are Boulder Dash. Um, kind of like a similar concept, but not really, but a very arcadey at least. Um, they also made Superman the game. I'm not sure which version. Uh, they also made Superman, the Man of Steel. The rest are not that well known, at least not uh, not for the Game Boy community or anything. Um, but yeah, those are the guys who actually developed it. Um, they also published it in Europe, uh, but for the other regions, it was actually Kemco that uh, that did the work on that. Um, Kemco is a Japanese video game developer and publisher. Um, it's still going, um, still doing things, mostly digital releases nowadays. Uh, but they did start. Uh, 
publishing or developing games from the 1980s, actually. Uh, maybe a quick overview of a few games that they did. Um, Ghost Lion is very well known for, uh, for NES. Um, on Game Boy, you have Sword of Hope and Sword of Hope 2. Dr. Franken even, I love that Dr. Franken, that's a really cool game. Um, they are mostly well known for their Top Gear series, which, uh, which are the racing games. Um, I think they're still doing them to this day, uh, but yeah, those are the most that they, they brought out. Like um, They also did Spy vs. Spy, of course, um, but more of a publishing thing than a development thing, because like I said, it's, it's actually uh, first Star Software that made these games. Um, sadly, I could not find information about the composer. Um, like usual, it's very hard to do that with Game Boy games. Couldn't do that, but I do recommend you check out... Uh, well, check out the game first, of course, so you can hear the music. Uh, but otherwise, definitely check out the soundtrack on so far another website or YouTube. Um, because they, there are some very jaunty tracks. I, I really like them. But yeah, that's a little bit about uh, the history of Spy vs. Spy and uh, the general overview of the game. Um, I'll be diving into the plot and gameplay right after another nice break song. Enjoy! ready to get that sweet plot for this game rolling. Um, yeah, so the plot for this game, um, it's basically like a continuation of what the series was doing. Doesn't matter if it's the game series or the animation series or the or the um, other video games. Um, it's, it's really just... Um, tie-in so it's not like it starts from <laughs> a beginning point or anything it just ties into everything else so uh, here we go here's the plot straight out of the manual actually your bumbling buddies from Mad Secret Service have both been driving desks at their respective HQs for months. Word has it that their commander general has accused them of booby-trapping each other, not concentrating on getting their jobs done. Can you believe that? Anyway, White and Black have been caught numerous times daydreaming at their desks, plotting their revenges on each other. Instead of filling out expense reports, requisition forms, and other endless boring international espionage-type drudgery. Till one day... There arose a mission so difficult and so dangerous, the spy, super, the spy superior saw the opportunity to get rid of both spies at once. Static had the chance to face each other yet again, white and black packed their arsenals of tricks and traps and again took to the field for Operation Booby Trap. So yeah, that's the plot of this game, very simple, they got sent on a mission and they're working against each other. That's that's literally all the plot you need for this game. Um, I'm gonna talk a little bit about the title for this game because um, you can find it under different names. You can find it as Mad Magazine's Spy vs. Spy. You can find it as just Spy vs. Spy. And then there's also Spy vs. Spy Operation Booby Trap. And that's not even taken into account. Uh, the Japanese name Trapper Stengoku Spy vs. Spy, of course. Um, 
But as far as I know from the master list, at least from uh, from Game Boy games, it's called Operation, well, Spy versus Spy Operation Booby Trap. If you look at the cover, which we will be diving into later, um, it's it's only written in very small text on the side. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to know what the exact title for this game is, but let's just go with Operation Booby Trap. I think that one makes the most sense. Uh, it uh, distinguishes it from the other games in the series and then you at least know uh, we're talking about the Game Boy game. Um, so let's dive a little bit into the gameplay. So just like the original games, your goal is to collect items uh, before the opponent does and get to the exit. That's that's basically it. Um, sounds very simple, is very simple, uh, but this is how it works for this game. You are set in a stage with treasure chests all around, uh, hidden. Um, well, hidden is a big word, they're literally in front of you if you walk past them, so it's not like you have to dig them up or climb into a tree or anything like that. Um, you can just find them on the map. Um, you can only carry one item, um, and there are five hidden, you can only carry one item unless you pick up uh, the attache case, and that makes you able to uh, carry more than one item. So you're First goal would be to find that case. Of course, you have no idea where it is hidden. Uh, you do have the option by pressing the select button to go to a map screen, and there you can see where all five items are hidden. One of them being, of course, uh, the, let's say, briefcase, because Atachi case is, it's, yeah, not the best word in my opinion, but the briefcase. Um, so you're gonna have to travel across the map to search for the correct one. If you pick up a normal item, it gets replaced with another normal item until you find the case and then you can start picking up uh, more of these hidden things that are uh, in the treasure chests. Um, in the early stages, it's pretty easy to access the areas you need to be in, uh, as most of them are connected. But later on, you might have to like travel a long way around to reach the area you exactly need to be in, or you have to use warp pads because otherwise they are blocked off. So um, you have to be really careful about that. Um, there's always two exits to the stage, um, the door you start at and the door uh, either white or black start at. You have the option to choose which one you want to be at the start of the game, but they're literally the same character, so there's uh, like there, there's no advantage to picking either or so. Uh, just pick whichever color you like best and, and play as that character. Um, the controls for the game are pretty simple. Uh, you move around with a directional pad, of course. You press A to jump and you press B to punch. Uh, punch is one of the attacks you can do to take down the other spy. Uh, or you press B to open the actual treasure boxes. Um, there is another mechanic to this game, which was present in earlier games as well. You can actually put traps down um, to get your opponent damaged or to make him drop items and things like that. Um, it's not that convoluted, well, not convoluted, but not that difficult as in the Commodore games or the NES games. Um, you basically just have to press B at the right quote-unquote destination, like you can put bombs in treasure chests so when the computer opens them up he gets damaged, or you can like put coconuts in palm trees, you can put axes on uh, on statues, 
there's a lot of things, but the only thing you have to do is basically press the B button. I think for a chest, it's B plus down, uh, because otherwise you would just open the treasure chest. But that is basically all you have to do. Um, the game even explains this at the start of the game. It actually has a help uh, option at the start that shows you how to actually do these things. Again, it's not hard to understand, but it's very nice that they put that in there. Um, it's also in the manual, but it's very nice to have an in-game tutorial like this, because that's something you definitely not see very much on uh, iGameOy game, so that's pretty cool. Um, looking at the screen, you have the hut at the top. Um, you can see how many items you have at the moment, or the other spy. Uh, you can see his quote-unquote stats as well. Um, you can see your health bar, the opponent's health bar, and you can see a timer. Um, the timer basically means the end of the stage if you can't collect things in time. Um, same goes for your opponent, he will lose as well if he can't uh, get to the exit in time with all the items. And if that happens, the game just, uh, the round just starts over again. So that's not really an issue. So when you're first playing this game, don't really, uh, look at the timer that much. Um, it seems a little bit short in the earlier stages, but in the later stages it's actually pretty long, so it almost will never happen, uh, except when you're first trying to learn the game. Um, when you're trying to collect all the items, of course you can take damage from traps laid out by the other spy, uh, by getting punched by the other spy, or by hitting stage hazards. Um, there's spikes, uh, there's lava, there's flesh-eating plants, I believe, um, but there are also hazards that just slow you down. So not all of them are harmful, but it's easy to figure out which is which. Um, your health bar consists of 10 pegs, if it goes below seven pegs, your movement gets slowed. So you won't be able to traverse uh, as fast as you normally would do and your jumps won't be as far. So it's harder to jump over uh, traps. Um, if your health runs out, um, you actually die. Um, you can see your angel go up into the sky. And that doesn't mean that uh, that you lost. Like It just means that you get a penalty for dying, which basically is waiting until you get revived or respawned, uh, which takes quite a while, actually. So you do have to be careful about that. But yeah, you can actually game over just by dying in the stage itself. So that's not really a problem besides the penalty. Um, you can recover health in this game and you do that by just standing still. So for example, you drop to six packs, you can see my movement isn't that great anymore. I wanna be able to run faster again. Just stand still for a while and eventually you'll, uh, you'll be just fine. It doesn't take that long, but it does take some time. Like it's not instant. Um, you can see for the opponent, it's a lot faster than for you, uh, but um, yeah, it, it shouldn't be a problem anyhow. Um, besides all these traps and uh, hazards or the opponent just punching you in the face, um, there are also pitfalls. Uh, pitfalls kill you immediately, like, but again, you get respawn, but it just immediately kills you off. It's not like you only take a little bit of damage. Um, it's immediately done with you and you get spawned back at the, the exit for you. Um, running into a trap 
causes three packs of health, by the way, um, but it will also knock you down. Um, so I'm not talking about the hazards, I'm talking about the actual traps laid down by your opponent. Um, you get knocked unconscious um, and you have to wait again quite a while before you're able to get back up again and start uh, looking around the stage for items again. So definitely be very careful about that. The biggest problem is the bombs in the treasure chest. Like, there's no way of you <laughs> knowing that there's gonna be a bomb in it, so you just have to take the risk. Um, it's not fun if you get hit by a bomb in the face, um, but at least uh, you'll get right back on track after a few seconds. Uh, the rest of the traps, you can basically almost always avoid just by jumping over it. Um, it takes a while for you to recognize where traps can be, but as soon as you know, you know, oh, I just jump over this thing and then it will not be able to hit me. So that's a really good tip I can give you, which is not explained in the game at all. Um, but I'm going to give one example, uh, the statues in the pyramid level, I think, where you put the axes on, just jump over the sprite or through the sprite instead of walking over it or under it, and then you should not get hurt if there is a trap. So... That's a, that's a very, very useful tip there. Um, besides uh, getting knocked down and getting hurt, you will also lose all the items you have on you. And these items will be placed in a random chest around the map again. Um, same goes for losing all of your HP or if you fall into a pit, all your items disappear and they just get placed back in treasure boxes. Um, of course, you can just use the map to see where they spawn, like, Say, for instance, you have four gems or whatever they are, uh, the opponent has one, you get knocked down, just look at the map and see which treasure chest has items in it all of a sudden. And that's the one where all your items get placed in. Um, the same rules for getting hit and getting trapped and blah blah blah. They also apply to the other spy, so he has the same issues as you. Um, like if he has all the items, for example, gets hit, he loses them all. So you always have a chance to like uh, get everything back from him uh, if you see that he's getting close to being finished. Best way, of course, to do that is to try and trap him somewhere so he loses everything. Or you can just chase him and try to punch him down. Uh, the problem with the punching, however, is that if he gets a punch in first you have to back off. You cannot just stand there and keep pressing the punch button. Um, if he starts punching you first, he can just literally keep punching you until you're dead and there's no way for you to, uh, to stop him from doing that. Besides running away, turning and trying to hit him again first and then you have the upper hand for that. Um, so what happens, uh, like I said, uh, if, if the timer runs out, you just have to do the stage all over again. It's not really that bad, it, you can just uh, continue from the stage you were at. But if the other spy gets to the exit before you do with all the items, it's immediately game over. Like there's not really a life system in this game. If he wins, it's just over uh, immediately, which <laughs> might sound very drastic. Um, and that's what I thought as well at the start of the game when I start started playing this first. So. Um, but I wouldn't worry about it, um, and I'll, I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, so, this game has 20 stages in total. 
20 stages in total with five types of worlds. Um, they cycle through five types of worlds every five stages. So it's a tropical lava ice cave pyramid. You're always gonna get those five in a row. If you beat in the pyramid level, so you're going to the sixth stage or the 11th stage or the 16th stage, you will get a password. So you don't have to finish all 20 stages in one go. So that's, that's really good. So uh, that's a little less things, a little less things. One less thing to worry about, that's uh, that's better. Um, the stages vary in size. They start pretty small with only like six different screens, but they will get bigger and bigger, uh, but never that big that you can uh, not figure out where you are uh, at any given time. Again, the map system is very, very useful in this game. Um, so I wouldn't worry about it. It's very easy to, uh, once you've seen a stage once, you basically know all the ins and outs to it. Like it, it doesn't get too crazy. Um, plus you only need to get to the areas where the boxes are in anyways. So just using the map to get there is of course very uh, useful. Of course the map does not show you um, exits and entrances to stages, uh, uh, not to stages, to parts of the level. So you do have to figure that out a little bit yourself, but again, should not be a problem. It's, it's not that big. So, um, so overall, it might be a bit confusing at first to understand the mechanics completely and use those to strategize around hmm, how am I gonna get all the items before the opponent does, how I'm gonna get items out of him when he has them because there's no other way to get them anymore. Um, and for the first half hour when I was playing this game, it did seem like this was gonna be a problem. Like I couldn't even get past stage four. I believe so didn't even see a password or anything like that um, and I was like oh man this is not gonna be that easy because I really have to uh, figure out what I'm doing and, and I have to really strategize and it's so hard to see where traps are hidden that he puts down and what happens if he has everything how am I gonna even get to him in time um, but um, yeah, after a half an hour, I figured out that uh, the computer isn't really that smart. Like he gets smarter um, in later stages, but he has a certain thing to him that he will always do. And once you figure that out, uh, the game gets surprisingly too easy. Um, and I'm not gonna spoil how to do that. Um, like if I can figure it out in a half an hour, and you all know I'm really bad at puzzle games and strategy games and things like that. If I can figure it out in half an hour, I'm pretty sure that everybody can do this. Um, and there might even be more ways than what I figured out to uh, make sure you will always win a stage. Besides a few random trap RNG that you maybe cannot do much about, like I said, the bombs in the treasure chest, you have to open it so if there's a bomb in there, you're, yeah, <laughs> you're pretty much screwed, to be honest. Like, there, there's really nothing you can do about that. So, um, what I can say is take the first half an hour because it's the easy stages, maybe, to figure out a way to always win a stage. Um, 
experiment a bit with maybe the traps, with uh, with punching, with uh, running away and things like that. But um, you will find like a very good stride to uh, take down the opponent very quickly. Um, and then you can use it for all the other stages because they, besides being in a different place and besides being a little bit bigger than the other they are all literally the same um, and speaking of the timer um, in the early stages it's a very short timer but in the later stages it's like 300 seconds or something and a stage takes maybe 60 seconds if you know what you're doing so um, so yeah it should not be a problem to beat this game it took me starting from that half an hour of experimenting it took me an hour to get through uh through all the stages so yeah go at it it's it's a very fun game um like i said i have never i, I heard about it i thought it was the same as uh the other spy versus spy games and i was pleasantly surprised this is a really cool game that a lot of people will have never played before on game boy um and it, it's just very fun and the music is great and yeah, it was a great time. I was not expecting it to be a great time, but it, <laughs> it definitely was. So um, I can all, I can only commend this game to uh, to everybody who wants to play it. Um, all right, let's try and wrap up this gameplay section. Uh, the last thing I can talk about is the cover art, uh, which I mentioned briefly before. Um, first, let's take a look at the Japanese one. Uh, which looks very much like uh, the cover of an anime series, basically. Um, yeah, even like the way it is drawn, it's it's more of a Japanese style for sure. Uh, like the characters, I mean, than how the original comics look like. Um, it's it's a, a lot more Japanese cartoony than, uh, than it would be. You can see black and white uh, in the front. White is carrying a briefcase and I think some treasure. I think it's some treasure. Um, and black is behind him with a bomb trying to catch up to him. Um, there's a snake. I don't know where that comes from because like besides uh, the opponent there's no other enemies in the game or anything like that so that's kind of weird um and in the back you can see pyramids i think you can see a volcano I, it's probably the five stages i'm not sure because it's a very tiny image i couldn't find a better uh, a better quality picture of it but i think it's just uh, representing the five stages you can play in even though i can only see like two right now but yeah doesn't really matter um the us and uh, european cover art is a lot more simple um and more in the style of what you would know uh, from spy versus spy um it's a pink box not sure why they went with pink, probably just for the contrast for the rest. Uh, but it has the Spy vs. Spy logo on it um, at the top and above it Mad Magazine's official uh, logo. Um, then it has like uh, a playing card, I would say, it, but it's just two boxes. But it's like uh, one of the playing cards where uh, if you look at the Jack or the King or the Queen, you have one at the top and one at the bottom so if you flip the card over you still have one facing you and the other one is 
facing upwards. Um, so it has that with uh, one part being black with white on it and the other part being gray, actually, uh, with black on it. Um, and they're both holding a bomb. But yeah, it looks like a playing card. You can flip it upside down and it's the same image, basically, but uh, with different colors. Um, but here comes into play what I said about the title before. So the cover says Mad Magazine's official spy versus spy, of course, but on the left side it says in small print, uh, Operation Booby Trap, only the tricky survive. So it's weird that they... I mean, for the composition of the of the image actually of the box art it makes sense to like not include operation booby trap through it um and put it on the side there but otherwise uh, now it just seems like this game is called spy versus spy which the title in the game itself says it's operation booby trap and like i said in the master list of uh, game boy games also says it's called operation booby trap so that's why i'm going with uh, operation booby trap and that makes it a lot easier to differentiate between the versions. But yeah, that's uh, pretty much all I can say about the cover art. Let's go for another quick break with some more great music from this game. And then I will say my goodbyes. And here we are again, just in time for me to say goodbye. Um, like, I don't have any listener questions because this is kind of a late recording for me. I had nothing planned and I was a little bit running out of time. And luckily I came across this game. I don't remember who... Um who suggested me to play it. I think it was Johnson. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really glad I ran across this game because this is a fun little short game could talk about. So I could make an episode real quick uh, before Lex runs out of time to actually produce it. So yeah, that's all I can say right now. Um, I will be back together, of course, with Baltic in two weeks. Um, but meanwhile, you can, of course, listen to some of our older episodes if you are uh, inclined to do so and if you haven't done that yet. And you can find us on uh, on a lot of RSS feeds for, for podcast systems. But, of course, our main site where you can find us is on SoundCloud slash This Is Game Boy. Um, we're on iTunes. Uh, we're on uh, other things. Just very easy to find us if you just type it in uh, this is Game Boy podcast uh, we also of course have our own websites gbrunners.com slash t-i-g-b the latest episode is always on top of there so that's always uh, easy to access um, if you want to contact me personally you can do that on uh, on twitch on twitter and even on YouTube, uh, it's all slash Moole, M-O-E-L-L-E-U-H. Um, if you want to contact my co-host, you can find him as Baltic Gaming on Twitch, Baltic Gaming on Twitter. Um, sadly, his YouTube doesn't have um, a custom URL yet, so um, you won't be able to do it through that. Um, but you can also find him on Instagram, uh, also under Baltic Gaming, I believe, so... 
definitely check that out if you're interested in that. Um, our lovely producer, of course, can be found on twitch.tv slash sprintinglegs, twitter.com slash sprintinglegs. Um, she also has legs on YouTube, but it's also not a custom URL, but I'm sure you can find her through that. She also has her own website, sprintinglegs.com, where you can find other projects she is doing. Um, like I said before, you can find... Uh, you can always go to our website. Um, you can find links to everything just through there. It's a lot easier, of course, than trying to type in everything yourself. Um, as I'm on the website myself right now, I see that I haven't uh, included a link yet to our YouTube channel. Um, but for those of you who are interested in seeing some gameplay footage while you listen to the episodes, um, we did uh, do all the episodes on YouTube now with a video. Not all of them have video feed. Like most of the lights don't because we are usually talking about like a widespread uh, topic or multiple games. And it was a little bit harder to do that in retrospect to, uh, to get video feed for that. But all of the other episodes are available except for... Um Except for Link's Awakening at this moment, um, there were some troubles with that. Uh, but as soon as that one is uh, produced or, or rendered, I will uh, definitely add it to the list. But you can uh, definitely check that out. And uh, please subscribe to the channel so we can get that sweet custom URL as well there. So we can just say, go to YouTube slash this is Game Boy. That's a lot easier than some, <laughs> some random... Uh, numbers and uh, letters. Um, if you want to support us, you can do that in uh, three ways. You can just leave a review on SoundCloud or on iTunes or on any other thing you may find us on. Uh, that always helps to rate us higher and make us more known to people who are not familiar with us yet. Um, you can also, of course, become a patron uh, through our Patreon. So that's uh, patreon.com slash this is gameboy um, you get access to uh, some special things by doing that you can uh, see our episode notes um, there are some like quick cuts that lex does from time to time uh, with things that do not appear in the actual episodes um, there's uh, access to a few channels on our discord of course uh, that are specially made for for our patrons um, but you don't have to do a monthly subscription base if you just want to support us one time maybe we also have a paypal uh, where you can just uh, donate some money uh, if you are willing to do that um, and you can always contact us or give us a message if you do through PayPal so we can give you access to uh, some exclusive stuff as well uh, because there's no way to link Discord, for example, to PayPal. So yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out then. But if, if you do want to do it through PayPal, just let us know. Let us know your username or some way to contact you and then we can try and set those things up. Uh, anyways, that takes care of this episode. We will be back uh, in two weeks with Jurassic Park. Park Part 2 The Chaos Continues See you then!
Legs is gonna love this episode because there's about six billion Mole Mania songs, and she's just gonna have a field day listening to them all. She's like, "Oh, this one's good. This one's good. Probably want this one in there." We don't have that many breaks, Legs. I'm gonna try to make that many breaks. All right, you do you. <laughs> <laughs> All the bad comments would just be music from Mole Mania. 